Spirit come by means of the power of intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, thy well beloved spouse, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> As St. Luke tells us in the Gospel today, our Lord has given the name Jesus, a name which means Savior. Our human time is divided by the birth of Jesus Christ. Before Christ, B.C., and after Christ, we say A.D., Anno Domini, the year of the Lord. This is the first day of the new year of the Lord, 2016. And <clears throat> we celebrate on this day the traditional rite of the circumcision of our Lord, the day he was given that name, Savior of Jesus. But since I preached about Jesus on Christmas, I'm going to focus on his mother today because our opening prayer for today's Mass is a beautiful testament of the Blessed Virgin Mary, her being the Mother of God. I'll read it. Lord, by the fruitful virginity of Blessed Mary, you have bestowed on the human race the rewards of eternal salvation. Grant, we pray, that we may enjoy her intercession, through whom it has been granted to receive the source of life, Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns forever and ever. <clears throat> so our opening prayer for today's Mass focuses on Mary being the Mother of God in her intercession that greatest of titles, Mother of God, sounds like a contradiction. How could a woman be the mother of God? God is eternal, has no beginning. And this mystery is explained in this way. He who created Mary humbled himself by taking a human nature from her living in her immaculate womb for nine months. And as St. Paul tells us in Galatians, when the fullness of time had come, meaning from all eternity, God's plan, in fact, one of the same decree, it was Jesus and Mary together in that same decree as popes teach us, God sent his son, born of a woman, to ransom those who were slaves to sin and Satan so that we may receive adoption as sons. Mary is the mother of her maker, and she's a virgin, as our opening prayer reflects, pure and spotless. She's filled with grace from the moment of her conception, and she's honored above venerated above all creatures, not only men, but angels as well. The eternal word took flesh in the womb of the Virgin Mary so that we might become shares in the divine nature, or as many of the ancient saints say, that we might become God, shares in the very life of God is how we interpret that. Through the sanctifying grace that we receive in baptism, one for us, 
by Jesus on the cross, but distributed to us through Mary, through her intercession. What relevance does Mary's divine motherhood have for us? Well, we're members of the church, and Mary will remain forever the mother of God, the mother of the Word made flesh. In heaven now, she reigns with him. She will, for all eternity, she will be his mother for all eternity, the Word made flesh. Another great mystery we can ponder on. And Mary being the mother of Christ, he is the head of the mystical body. We are the members of that body, the church. And because Mary gave birth to Jesus, the source of all grace, as our opening prayer, which I read, states, she is the mother in the order of grace. That was one of the great teachings of the Second Vatican Council, that Mary is mother in the order of grace, our spiritual mother. Here's what Vatican II teaches. Mary's motherhood in the order of grace continues uninterruptedly until the eternal salvation of all the elect. Taken up into heaven, she did not only lay aside the saving office, but by her manifold intercession continues to bring us the eternal gifts of salvation. Well, Mary is active in heaven. We know this. This is why we differ from the Protestants. They think Mary gave birth to Jesus. That's all she did. No, no. Mary is active, exercising her spiritual motherhood in the form of intercession. And Pope Pius XII wrote an encyclical on the mystical body of Christ back in the 1940s. And he said this, having offered her son on Calvary, Mary, who was mother of our head, according to the flesh, became, by a new title of sorrow and glory, spiritual mother of all his members. Yes, Jesus confirmed that on the cross when he said to his mother, Behold your son, wasn't her son, it was John the evangelist, and to John, Behold your mother, confirming her spiritual motherhood in the order of grace. And her motherhood in the order of grace makes her the mediatrix of the grace of Christ. I'll quote St. John Paul II from his encyclical, Mother of the Redeemer. He says, with the redeeming death of her son, the maternal mediation of the handmaid of the Lord took on a universal dimension. Mary's cooperation shares in its subordinate character in the universality of the mediation of the Redeemer, the one mediator. All grace comes to us from Christ, the source, but through Mary, through her motherly intercession. This is what the Pope means in a subordinate character. She's not equal to Jesus, but the grace of Christ comes through her. As the saints say, she is the neck that attaches the head to the body. The head is Christ, we're the members of the body, and she's the neck. John Paul II said elsewhere, Mary's motherhood in the order of grace is expressed in all the areas where grace is distributed. All the areas. And 
She is truly our, our mother, our spiritual mother. We, we know this, you could say, instinctively. Okay? Um, I'll quote here a, a writer, a Marianist priest, uh, one of the great lights of the Marianist order of the last century, Father Emil Huber, who said, even the least instructed among Catholics know that Mary is their mother. Even before he has heard the words immaculate conception or assumption, any child knows that the mother of Jesus is his mother as well. Father Newbert goes on to say this spiritual maternity means that Mary has given us supernatural life, just as truly as our mothers have given us natural life. What our mothers do for our natural life, Mary does in the supernatural order, nourishing, protecting, increasing, developing the life of God in us. She generated Christ, the source of all grace, in her womb, gave birth to him, and that pattern continues. She is still the mediatrix of the grace of Christ. And this is reflected in the oldest known prayer to Mary in the church, the Subtuum prayer, dates to the late 200s. We fly to thy patronage, O Holy Mother of God. Despise not our prayers and our necessities, but ever deliver us from all danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin Mary. The church from day one looked to Mary as a mother, as a spiritual mother, as an intercessor, as an advocate, as a protector. And we should do likewise. <clears throat> I'll quote here once again Pope Pius XII in an address of May 13, 1946. This was celebrating an anniversary of the Fatima apparition, the first time Mary appeared to the three children. And Pope Pius XII said this, Having been associated with the King of Martyrs in the ineffable work of human redemption, as mother and cooperatrix, he could have said be redemptrix as well, she cooperated in the redemption, she remains forever associated with him with an almost unlimited power in the dispensation of graces which flow from the redemption. Yes. Mary is um, truly our mother in the order of the grace of Christ. And as a mother, one of the things that mothers do is store things in their memory, in their hearts, especially with their children. And I'll quote here St. John Paul II in a homily he gave back in, on this day in 1987. He said, addressing Mary, you are the church's memory, Mary. The church learns from you to treasure and reflect in the heart on the mysteries of Jesus Christ. Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. She keeps them because she teaches the church. She is a mother and a teacher. That's what mothers do too. They teach. If you want to learn about Jesus Christ, and that's the goal of our life, to know Jesus Christ, go to Mary. She will teach us about Jesus. Now knowing all of this, that Mary is our spiritual mother, that she is our advocate, that 
she is our teacher, what is our response? What should we do? Well, we should turn to Mary, come to her, consecrate ourselves to her, dedicate everything we have to her, and entrust ourselves to her motherly care. You know, I say a prayer of entrustment or consecration to Mary every single day. We all should. That's how we live out this truth that I'm preaching on today. And as a way of ending my homily today, I'm going to entrust the parish to the care of the Blessed Virgin Mary using Archbishop Pastecki's prayer entrusting the Archdiocese. I steal from the best sources. I'm going to steal from his prayer. He did this about a year and a half ago, a beautiful little prayer, which I'll tailor to our parish as well. Okay. Lord our God, through your power and goodness, the Blessed Virgin shines forth as the perfect image of the Church. In your infinite goodness, you have given to the Church the model of true worship in the Virgin Mary. Another thing Mary does is teaches us how to worship God. She's the perfect adorer of Christ, especially in the Eucharist. Okay? She is the Virgin who listens, who embraces your words with joy, treasuring them in the silence of her heart. She is the Virgin Mother who gives birth to your Son by the power of the Holy Spirit, and at the foot of the cross is proclaimed as Mother of the people of the New Covenant. She is the Virgin who keeps vigil, awaiting the resurrection of her Son with unwavering hope, and looking forward to the coming of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost with steadfast faith. Grant that as we entrust, the Archbishop said, the Archdiocese, I'll say, our parish, our Lady of Mount Carmel, to the guidance and protection of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we may be fashioned ever more deeply into the image of Christ. O loving God, source of every good gift, warm our hearts with love for the Virgin Mary, the Mother of the Church, and join all the efforts of the Archdiocese and our parish more closely with her as we share the redeeming work of her son. We ask this through the intercession of our patron, John the Evangelist. He's the patron of our diocese. And we call upon Mary as patroness of our parish under the title Our Lady of Mount Carmel. We do this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>